You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am part of that team I am still Ryan Andrews of jaysfromthecouch.com, and I apologize for my optimism yesterday, because clearly, clearly, it was unfounded. My dear Alana, save me from this mess. (laughs) I'm sure that's what Charlie Montoya was thinking when he had to sit through that. That was I I it I can't even say rock bottom because cause I don't think that's rock bottom. The the Blue Jays bullpen kept it from being rock bottom. But that was absolutely terrible. The, what else can you say? Charlie Montoyo did the right thing by getting thrown out of that game because there was no point to watch it. It was three hits. Three hits is all the Blue Jays can muster up in an 8 nothing loss to Minnesota. And I, I, I swear there will be some positivity coming. I actually got a really good story for the second half of the podcast. But last night just sucked so hard. And like I you could see it coming. You could see it coming from a mile away. Martin Perez on the mound for Minnesota, one of the hottest pitchers, as I said last night. And the Blue Jays couldn't do a dang thing against him. They let him go out there and rack up a career high nine strikeouts in that outing. And I'm I'm sure that's not gonna be the first pitcher to do so against this Blue Jays team get another career high in strikeouts. But it it was another instance where this game was done by like the third inning. And that's that's not good for the health of this team. This team is supposed to struggle. Yes, it's supposed to learn, but it's not supposed to be hopeless. It's not supposed to just make you wish to do anything else it's it it should not drive you to like you know watching grass grow as a alternative form of entertainment it was just it's so miserable to watch that and i i i don't know i i don't know what you do like there there's nothing you can do it's like watching a it's like watching a deer try to take its first steps only the deer has like a leg issue so it it's going to be wobbling the entire time and you're you're just like what what can you what can you do and and it wasn't bad enough that the team was inept at the plate last night but they were also inept at the, in the field. Like, like, all right, let's let's talk about Stroman 
for for a minute. Strowman, he deserved more help than he got. He, he did what he usually does. He got a lot of ground balls. He, 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 he wasn't nearly as effective as he was against Oakland. He was slightly more effective than he was against the Angels, which something, I guess, but just it, it, he didn't have any help. And he was doing so much to try and erase his own mistakes. He had two pickoffs in that game. That's that's good. That he's he's got one of the best pickoff moves. That's good that he was able to to get that. But just the balls were finding holes. You had Vladdy booting another one. You had Galvis booting another one. Like the defense was not there for him, and he just compounded everything that happened. That Jason Castro should not be able to crank people like that. Eddie Rosario, sure. I believe Eddie Rosario. But just an inability to do anything. I to to stop that. And all right, let's let's also talk about Montoyo cuz he he wasn't exactly on his game either. He pulled Marcus Stroman after 71 pitches. Why? Why would you do that? You you just came off a Texas series that was miserable in every way, shape, and form. Especially on the bullpen that had to go out and bail out Thomas Pannone and Clay Buckholes on back-to-back nights. Pannone pitched last night, too, by the way. Looked all right in two, two-thirds of an inning, which is the role he should be in because he should not be a starter. But... Like, like at 71 pitches, I know Strowman hadn't been effective, but you're not winning this game. Nothing about that offense gave you a glimmer of hope to win that game. So why not just let Strowman go? Why not let him try and pitch through it? Why take him out before he even hits the five-inning mark? Like, what, what were you losing? Now you don't have Daniel Hudson for the next two days. Now you probably don't have Sam Gavilio for tonight. So you better hope that Aaron Sanchez actually comes up and is able to give you six innings for once because there's no one in that bullpen that's going to help. You're going to throw Thomas Pannone out again? You're going to bank on another two scoreless innings from Elvis if if you get up? Like, you think Ryan Tapera is going to give you more than an inning uh, of shutout ball? No. No, absolutely not. And it just, I know the schedule really sucks for the Blue Jays right now, but you're just hamstringing yourself by not being able to manage properly there. And like I know Charlie is a month into this job, but Marcus Stroman's a tough kid. He would be able to handle that. He would be able to go out there and soak up another inning and a third for the team, even though he wasn't pitching that great. Like It, it didn't matter. There was nothing that was going to happen against Martin Perez. So I don't understand that. I would have kept Stroman out there. I would have saved Gavilio and Hudson for a, a better day when, you know, you might have won. Because it, it certainly was not happening last night. So we, we are actually going to talk about someone who might be able to help the Blue Jays. 
But before we do, just a reminder that this podcast is sponsored by ZipRecruiter, which is a wonderful platform that helps connect people to capable employees in their jobs. Because, you know, hiring is tough. Hiring is annoying. But ZipRecruiter is the one place you can go where it's simple, fast, and smart, where you're connected to qualified candidates, where you're connected to growing businesses. You go to ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. It's a wonderful piece of software and technology that sends your job to 100% or 100% 100 of the web's leading job boards. They aren't that efficient yet, but over 100 of the web's leading job boards, very good. And they, they don't stop there. They use their powerful matching technology to scan thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and tell them about your job and let them apply for it. So as get, as those applications come in, ZipRecruiter will actually analyze each one and spotlight the top candidates so you never miss a match. It's so effective that 80% of employers who use ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, you can actually try ZipRecruiter for free just by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. ZipRecruiter, it's the smartest way to hire. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so we're back, and I said we would be a little more positive in the second half. So that means, of course, we're not talking about current Blue Jays right now. But there was a proposal that I thought was interesting enough to talk about, and it comes from Jonah Bierenbaum, who's a writer for The Score. Um, And he mentioned that while... The Blue Jays are sending out a 200 batting Teoscar Hernandez and a slightly better than 200 batting Billy McKinney and a negative hitting Socrates Brito. I mean, the, the guy's OPS doesn't even make a good batting average. Why is he still on this team? Anyway, Biramon pointed out that Jonathan Davis is currently hitting 316 in Buffalo right now. Um... He's got a 490 on base. He's already on the 40-man roster because they added him last year. And he's just sitting down there in Buffalo. And and Bierenbaum's wondering why he's not getting the shot to come up and try and be something with the Blue Jays. Um, I, I think, first of all, the injury that Davis had in spring training didn't help his cause. But... You know, the performance he's put up in Buffalo so far definitely suggests that, you know, he'd be better than a lot of the options right now. I would rather see Jonathan Davis play center field than Socrates Brito. And, you know, while I'm not going to be as extreme as sending down Teoscar or McKinney, I'm definitely for DFA and Brito and bringing Jonathan Davis up because that also opens up a spot for Ryan Barucki when he comes back. From the 60-day DL, which, you know, keep keep praying that happens sooner rather than later. But the main thing is, 
Davis is showing he has, you know, the ability to play at that major league level. He did so last year. But there, there can be some things with a guy like Davis. And I actually talked to Jays from the Couch writer Roy Widrig um, earlier today. And Roy told me the story of how he met Jonathan Davis. Well, not like... Um, basically Roy was at one of the double A games, um, in New York and everyone was like under the stands taking cover from a thunderstorm in the area. And, uh, while they were doing that, Jonathan Davis pops out of a door, um, just goes out into the crowd. Like everyone sees Jonathan Davis. It's obvious he's on the Fisher cats, but other than that, he blends right into the crowd because he, um, you know how Marcus Stroman says height doesn't measure heart? Um, yeah, it, it goes doubly for Jonathan Davis. Um, he's actually listed at 5'8", 190, but according to Roy, he's more like a 5'6". Um, so he, he just kind of kind of looked around, walked off into the crowd after that. But for Roy, that kind of stuck out just as what Davis would be trying to face, uh, trying to make it in the major leagues, where, where like all sports, they seem to be going like the size is better path. And, you know, uh, a guy who's five foot six will struggle to fight that perception that he cannot be a regular contributor unless he's like a pinch runner on the base paths. But Davis has shown enough bat this year that he he's proven he he can kind of fight through that and and hopefully be productive. I mean, the Blue Jays kind of saw that with Dwight Smith Jr., the, this unheralded outfield prospect who they had and then just kind of sold off. And now he's doing things for Baltimore that are awesome and could be of use. But um, with a guy like Davis who's already on there. Um, one of the big things he's actually going to give, and Roy was very, um, very quick to highlight this, uh, Davis plays like he has a rocket going off at all times. So everything is like max effort with Davis. So he, he's going to give effort, which I don't know if we've seen from the past few games, but effort seems to be sorely lacking on this team. They are sleepwalking through games, much like I usually sleepwalk through the day because I I am not a day person, as some of the posting times of these episodes will bear out. But, like, they need something. Like, you can't just keep running Socrates Brito out there. You can't just keep running a disinterested Teoscar Hernandez out there. You can't keep running guys out there who don't want to play, who don't want to finish the game to, to just kind of give them a kick. Like, like Richard Urania is young, but he kind of gave them a kick when he was here. So I, I would be much happier seeing someone who, could still figure into the future. Jonathan Davis is still technically a prospect, so he could still factor into the future, probably more than Pompey. Like, 
and he's ahead of Alfred right now. And I know the plan when trading Kevin Pillar was be like, oh, we'll move Grichuk over until Alfred's ready. Anthony Alfred's not showing he's ready yet. So to have a guy like Jonathan Davis who is ready, who can come and and just give a spark of something, just just to give some hope to this team. That's that's all. That's all I want to see is a spark of fight in this team. And besides, Jonathan Davis's birthday is this week, so that'd be a pretty good birthday present for him. You know, bring up the 15th round pick and and you know give him a a shot like you did last year. Like that that's that's something I I would love to see because he's he's not got much left to prove at AAA. Bring him bring him up. See if he can be that fourth outfielder for you. That's that's my wish because. I I'm gonna need some help getting through this Aaron Sanchez start tonight if Aaron doesn't actually finish batters off. <sighs> but anyway, we are at the end of today's episode of Locked On Blue Jays. Just a reminder: if you're not subscribed, why why aren't you? I don't know, but you can do so on Himalaya, which is a great curated podcast app. If you're that kind of person who's like, oh, I don't know what to listen to. Himalaya can help with that. Um, you can do so on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts. You can subscribe to Lock On Jays. You can leave a review. That helps out a lot. Um, heck, you can click through Blue Jays Aggregator at bluejaysagr.com. That helps too. I We overtook uh, Sportsnet for most views. So, Thank you all for that. That that does mean a lot because I get to be like, yeah, yeah, take that, Arden Swelling. Um, and yeah, um, if if you want to leave a review, that's great. Um, if you want to interact with me on Twitter, I'm not as active right now because I still haven't seen the new Game of Thrones, and I probably won't until tomorrow. But I'm I'm still like. You know, I'm bird boxing Twitter, just just kind of trying to avoid the sites to talk about the Blue Jays. So we can do that if you follow me at NeoAC18, that's neoac 18 Follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Locked on Jays. And yeah, we um, will continue to try and get through this. I'm not going to say I hope for more positive things to talk about tomorrow because that doesn't seem to help. So let's uh, let's just continue to get through this together. So for everyone here at the Locked On Podcast Network and for everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, um, especially Roy Widrig, who helped with that story today, for all of them, I am still Ryan Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care. <laughs>